Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with your friendly neighborhood beach community residents, Tom Pestak and Korean Channing Fry, Eli Kim. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the Korean Channing Fry. <laughs> um, the best. <laughs> so, so we were on a, uh, Eli and I were on the fantasy draft the other day, and the best line of the draft was Eli goes to this guy. His name was Eddie Park, right? Yep. And he goes, Eddie Park, you Korean, huh? Are you Korean? He goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I know a lot of Eddie Parks. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. <laughs> So is it like like so he'd like, never met the guy? He just saw his name on there. That was what the well, great part are the about three it was. are the three most popular names: uh, Kim, uh, Chang, and Park. Kim Lee and Park Lee. Okay, okay, okay. nice. Yeah. Is that because like ultimately those were like the clan like, like yeah so, a long time ago? So Kim, the Chinese symbol for it is gold. So naturally, everyone wanted that. It's also uh-huh. kind of similar to how a lot of Jewish people have gold in their name too, I guess. Okay. So it's like a funny cultural thing that Koreans and Jewish people share. Interesting. But uh yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm I'm the most common uh Anglo yeah. name. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And then I have uh, a very uncommon name. In yeah, fact, you do that people screw up almost, which it's not that Yeah. No, it's just phonetic. They overthink it because yeah. there's no C, you know, because it's just A K. What do they do? They like pestake? I've never had that one actually. No, okay. it's like they just they they kind of freeze. They kind of like <laughs> pump thick. They're like pet pet pest pest. It's like just say it, just say it. Just don't don't look back, you know. But <laughs> yeah, they usually they usually mess it up. But embrace yeah, the most, uncertainty. <clears throat> I think most pest acts are 
probably related to me because it <laughs> is a very uncommon and, name. And so. Is that Polish, Tom? It's Croatian. It's Croatian. Okay. Yeah. Got it. You and Vlade. Was Vlade no, Vlade Serbian. God, I don't want to yeah. make that mistake. No, been... Croatian sensation, <laughs> Drazen Petrovic. Yeah, Drazen Petrovic. There you go. There you go. So anyway, um, yeah, I almost restarted the 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 war that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's not restart any civil wars on this. Uh, some let's, interesting... Let's avoid that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially this week. <laughs> some yeah. interesting news for the Cavs. A uh, big trade that really kind of came out of the blue for the Cavs. I mean, obviously, uh, Cavs being a part of the James Harden trade. Um the Cavs received Jared Allen and Taurine Prince from the Nets and gave up basically Dante Exum and the 2022 first round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks, which is probably going to be one of the three lowest picks of that draft if, if things continue to form. So, now wait, is that because the Bucks, did the Bucks sign Giannis to like a, a long term deal? Yep. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, Tom. Tom is. Tom. We've unsealed the Winter Soldier here. Tom. Yes. <laughs> From his, no, his cryo I'm, I'm chamber. So glad, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm a huge Giannis fan. Really, it's a very petty reason. I just when he came in the league and he started to get really good, he just didn't seem interested at all in sort of the fraternal aspect of the nba where everybody just seems like friends like he wasn't about that he wanted to kick everybody else's butt yeah like him and steven adams had the the competitive gene yes yes so i'm I'm loving that he stayed in milwaukee and those fans deserve to have yeah i I stand midwest teams Um, i was not so i'm really glad to hear that yeah i was you know you guys get to break down this trade for me but i mean i'm kind of upset that harden shows up uh, out of shape Plays poorly the last couple games. Throws oh, teammates up to the bus. And just keeps getting fatter. And, like, and he is he like the great ballooning play, James Harden. But he said he wanted to go play with the Nets, and that's where he went. <laughs> like, how much power do these players have? Anthony Davis, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. And he goes to L.A. I mean, it's like these guys just say now where they want to go, and somehow it's in the best interest of general managers to do that. I- I'm just struggling to understand how we're at this point now where players can literally dictate the terms of where they go, in addition to making tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I I don't have an answer to that, but Eli, do you have all the details of the whole trade for all the teams involved in front of you? Yeah, let me, uh, I think I got it up here on Twitter, my browser here real quick. Yeah, because it was, it was quite a complicated trade, and basically the Cavs got involved because... To make the salaries work, they had to move those guys out, and Houston wanted another first-round pick. Correct. Yeah. Um, that was the main reason why. So, let's... so our pick, the, which is the Bucks, actually went to Houston? That is yep. correct. Okay. And then we gave up Exum, Dante Exum? Yeah, who, who strained his calf and is out for another four to six weeks, so... Because originally it was six to eight, so 
Um, and, and kind of bummed about losing Dante Exum because more for Dante Exum than for the Cavs because he'd really started to kind of find an identity in a place that he could maybe stick in the league and had that amazing defensive game against uh, Trey Young and was pretty much the Cavs' backup point guard. And then he went down with a really scary injury that basically looked like he blew his Achilles when you saw it because it was one of those no-contact injuries where a guy just goes down and grabs a back. Oh, those leg. are not. Yeah, those are Yeah, but good. fortunately was not out for the year, but out. But now he's basically just a contract again. And in addition to that, um, the Cavs waived uh, Yogi Ferrell, who they signed two days ago, as a emergency injury replacement player. And, and I think they had to do that to get their roster back to 15 players to make the trade work. And then they also waived Thon Maker, who had a couple good games in training camp and has impressed no one since. So mm. who, who may have the skinniest legs this side of bowl bowl. So, all right. Well, you do have a full trade up. Um, the details of the trade are that the Nets get James Harden only, which was kind of surprising. I yeah. thought that they would get uh, P.J. Tucker or at least another contending role for piece, but the only player the Rockets gave up were, was James Harden, and the the Nets received James Harden, Rockets received Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Kurix. I don't know. Rodians Kurix. Kurix. Three unprotected first-round picks from Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee's first-round pick via the Cavs, and four Brooklyn first-round swaps all the way through 2027. Uh, the Pacers somehow received Karis LeVert and the second-round pick that the Cavs ended up giving up, which is a 2024 pick. And it's a really weird pick. It's like the best of, and the teams involved are like, Cleveland, New York, Memphis, and then it goes back to Cleveland somehow. <laughs> so it's like it's like of those four teams, it's like the best second round pick that all four yeah. of those have, have at the end of the day. Um, but according to Chris Fedor, that's probably going to be a low pick because it's looking like it's like it's the best of the worst of a second round pick that was traded. But um, <laughs> wow. anyways. But then the Cavs are ending up with Jared Allen, who is signed through this year and then a restricted free agent. And then Tarion Prince, who has two years left on a deal where he did get overpaid at the time. And I still think his contract's a little rich. He's making, I believe, 12 to 13 million this yeah, year. Yeah, he's next mel- making 12 and change this year and then like 13 3 next year. Um, and yeah. he has had some good seasons in Atlanta and then they kind of overpaid him. And he went in a horrific shooting slump last year. Uh, he's not been the last three seasons very good from inside the arc, but he has been around 36% from outside the arc. And this year, he he's it's super weird. He's shooting 40% from the field, but he has a 57% 57 true shooting percentage because he's getting to the line a lot and shooting 89% there and shooting 35% from three. So it's, he has an odd stat line, but he's definitely a three and D guy, um, who can score in transition. Um, he's a, he's basically a replacement level player. Yeah. And he looks like, uh, I'm sure we remember this from the Atlanta Hawks uh, sweeps, but Damari Carroll, he was drafted yeah. basically to be the next 
Damari Carroll, but he ended up being kind of a little bit better shooter, but not as good of a defender for them. And yeah, but he's still young. He's still, I believe, just twenty six. I think he's yeah twenty six, twenty seven. So he's yeah. not like a four, you know, thirty two year old vet yeah. or anything like that. But the real prize in this for the Cavs is Jared Allen, who's twenty two, um, a double double guy, uh, can absolutely jump out of the gym. Uh, let me pull up his stats here. Um, and has bar none, possibly the best hair in pro sports with this just enormous afro. Um, I, I think his hair is amazing. <laughs> like, I love the trade just for Jared Allen's hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you said because, uh, the Cavs beat writer, I don't know if she's a Cavs writer, but, uh, someone on Twitter posted, Thank God, uh, Joe Allen's going to the Cavs. Now they can sell the crazy hair wigs like Verge's hair. Yeah. Who, uh, who hair. posted that? I think it was Cameron Justice. I think oh, that was okay. I, is she the one that writes for The Athletic? I for the Cavs think beat? so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Jared Allen is 6'11", 7'4", with the afro. And um, he is 11 points a game. Um, 10.4 rebounds, 1.6 blocks in just 27 minutes a night. But kind of the amazing thing about him is he's never shot below 59% from the field. Uh, he, and you would think that a guy like that, that scores all his points on dunks, uh, would not be a good free throw shooter, but he's actually a 70% free throw shooter. So it's kind of amazing the Cavs literally have three guys on their team right now that were starting centers in the NBA last year, uh, which is wild. I, I I guess they're going after some kind of crazy market uh, inefficiency to try to corner the market on, on centers. Um, and, of course, it has led to a lot of speculation of are the Cavs now going to move um, Andre Drummond I don't know if that's true. I mean, you look at uh, Jared Allen's shooting chart. Uh, this season, he has two shots that are not at the basket, and he's two or three on shots from the free line. Everything else is either at the basket or right near the basket. So he's either catching lobs, dive man on pick and roll. I think he has a little jump hook that he can score around the basket. Um, but that, that's pretty much who Jared Allen is. I mean, he does not venture outside of the paint on offense, but he is a good screen and roll guy, sets really good seal screens. And I mean, I don't know anything to add, Eli. No, I think you're perfectly right. You know, Ben, it's funny when I, when we got received the word of this trade, the first thing I thought about was Ben Works piece about how we're entering an age and position with basketball, and you're looking for guys that, you know, can catch spot up while also defending or be an elite rim runner, rebounder, defender. And, you know, Jared Allen doesn't shoot threes, but he can protect the rim, and he's an, he's an elite rim running big man. Yeah, and, so and I will say the perfect, thing. the perfect thing for him is that he is not JaVale McGee or Tristan Thompson or Andre Drummond in that he can't shoot free throws. Yeah. Um, so that, that helps him immensely, uh, because those guys, you can really just foul them to take away their effectiveness. Uh, and we, you know, and we've seen that watching Cavs the last few games. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see the lineups that they run. Um, my opinion is they're 
going to have a hard time moving Andre Drummond uh, just because he makes so much money. Uh, that $27 million contract, I don't know if there's anybody that can absorb that contract to get a big, except maybe Boston with that enormous trade exception. So, unfortunately, they can't. Uh, it, like, falls just short of oh, it. Oh, it is? Okay, there's I wasn't no way to sure. get around it. Okay. Yeah, so it falls about 250 grand short, which is actually, in my opinion, kind of a blessing for both teams. <laughs> Could you imagine the Cleveland fan base that they just gave Drummond to them for like a late second round pick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. would just lose their minds. That'd so. be Indians territory. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So I, I actually think you're going to see Drummond and Jared Allen on the court together a little bit this season as the Cavs just kind of continue this crazy, we're just going to go crazy big experiment that they have. Well, yeah. And they started that last year, right? Right. And it really worked well for like a week and a half before yeah. the season was shut down. Yeah, and they're running a ton of zone this year where they're, you know, really funneling everything to the bigs. And when it works, it's it's a pretty stifling defense. The problem is, is right now they are just have no offense. Um, of course, we haven't recapped in the last two games. The previous game against the Jazz was just a massacre. And to me, yeah. it really showed the difference between, you know, being a team that can defend and can manufacture op- offense and a team that can defend and just has some absolute offensive stars that once they get going can be almost unstoppable. And, and we're one of those guys is Jordan Clarkson, um, who, who's probably possibly the best bench scoring bench scorer in the NBA right now. Uh, just instant offense off the bench. And then you've got, of course, Donovan Mitchell starting. And when he gets hot, he can't be, it's hard. You know, he's one of these guys that's just impossible to stop. And unfortunately the Cavs are not fielding anyone on the floor like that right now. And it's, they really are struggling to manufacture points. They are, they've achieved the rare feat of being number one in the NBA in defense and number, uh, third, is it 28 or 30? I can't remember what. Are there 30 or 28 teams? There's 30 teams. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and number 30 in defense, or in offense. So that that's a rare feat. Yeah, so, absolutely. It was not a pretty game, to say the least. So. No, and the game before that against Milwaukee was probably an even uglier game. Um, there were stretches where no t- I, I It was funny because before the game, I watched the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, uh, where things are moving backwards and forwards through time, often in the same shot. And it was a really wild movie. And I kept expecting like the ball to go backwards into the guy's hand and have him shoot it again when it kept hitting the rim and all these crazy <laughs> things. Like, like the game was almost easier to watch in reverse of the ball yeah. off the rim back into the guy's hand than it was in, in, forward in the movie. motion so yeah it, it's been pretty rough um i know the Cavs are looking to get healthy they were talking about playing garland and sexton in the last game and uh they pretty much said hey we've got an extra day off why don't we just sit these guys and play them friday and so the Cavs ran a lot of yogi ferrell in his second game as a Cav, and he shot a lot and missed a lot and it was waived today. So it, it, it's been a definitely a bizarre week. But I know you, Eli, are super excited about Jared Allen, right? Yep. Extremely excited. You want to tell me why? Uh, yeah, I just think it was 
you know, this is an example of a move where I think the risk, there is more risk than just, you know, getting a low second round pick. But it also just seems like a perfect opportunity to add a piece that fits the timeline of, you know, the Sexton Garland backcourt. So it just checks so many boxes that you're looking for when you make a trade that involves a first round pick, in my opinion. So. And, uh, you know, I think it kind of defines the roles a little bit more clearly for this team going forth. You know, we're kind of in limbo. We were definitely in limbo with Drummond uh, not being here long or not being able to control, um, you know, his destiny as a Cavalier. But with Allen, we kind of, the Cavs kind of do have a little more control as a restricted free agent. So, you know, just so many reasons why I think it's made a ton of sense and was a prime example of doing something great in the margins here on a bigger deal yeah i mean i i think one of the guys i follow on twitter compared it to the dwight Schrute uh trading a red paper clip at the uh, the office swap meet and ending up with the best thing at the swap meet yeah and that was a great episode that's kind of what the and then ended of course ended up with the magines magic beans yeah (laughs) But did he give up like a nice telescope or something for the yeah. magic beans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, Jared Allen was number eleven last season uh, in RPM, and at at tw- Ooh, there you go, Nate. At twenty one years old, our, that's uh, a our really good stat. <clears throat> amazing stat. Yeah. Just another uh, one, I guess. Quick little tidbit on uh, Jared Allen. He's also only about a month older than Obi Toppin, so. <laughs> we might have used another first round pick, but whoa, we got a prospect. Whoa. He may have he may age out of the league, league here. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh that's just the funny tip that I saw floating around Cavs Twitter today as well. Yeah, no, I think I think it was definitely an interesting trade. Um I would not be surprised to see JaVale McGee moved. Um, oh, I like JaVale. Yeah, Why would but we move him? If the Cavs can get a piece for him when he's on an expiring deal, making you know four million a year, and he's playing really well, and they literally already have two other centers, like maybe maybe that's the move you make. But because I think they're going to have a really hard time moving Drummond, I I don't see many teams that he could go to. Um, the only yeah, one... you say that, but like, I mean, Drummond's good. He just no, he's yeah. No, the problem is he makes so much money and the salary that the Cavs would have to take back. There's just not that many bad contracts in the league for teams that are in the position to add a big. Like most teams that are in the position to add a big for the playoffs don't have, you know, just a $20 million contract sitting around that they can flip for Andre Drummond. You know, that's the problem. They would literally have to give up core pieces to get him. And the, I mean, there's a couple. the The Mavericks maybe could do it, um, and then the Cavs would get Josh Powell and I can't remember who the other guy in that trade was. Well, now I got to go look it. Um, so there there are a couple teams, but it's really I I would be surprised if it happens. I am watching the Harrison Barnes thing could work out. It could, but the problem is, is for the numbers that he puts up, Harrison Barnes is, you know, yeah. he makes 22 million a year. He scores 17 a game. He's a very, you know, slightly above average NBA wing slash forward. But honestly, his, like, if you're the Kings, 
Are you going to sell on that guy just to kind of move things around and get another center? Because they already have Reach on Holmes and they already have Bialicia. You know, that uh, that's Man, hard to envision. Is this guy like an elite shot blocker? Who? Drummond? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen is an elite shot blocker. He's not Andre Drummond who... Well, not only is Andre Drummond an elite shot blocker, he's also an elite steals guy. Um, yeah, somehow. I know. He's got active hands. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, watching highlights of Jared Allen, he's just... I mean, it's just... It's basically just crazy blocks. Like, yeah, he's like... To me, he is uh, good earth G- DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like... Which is I mean, hilarious because he should have been starting. He should have been starting over Andre DeAndre Jordan, but DeAndre Jordan is buddies with KD and Kyrie, and that's why he doesn't start. How Kyrie, does Kyrie have buddies? Is my question. I don't know. You have you been following what's going on with Kyrie? I looked it up today because so I saw some comment. Like I was yeah. reading about the trade, and I saw some comment, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And yeah, then he it's just like, stopped he's showing been up. Gone for like a week. Yeah. Ever and no since one really knows the, like what he's doing. Ever since the unrest in the Capitol, he just disappeared. It's like a protest, but he won't tell anyone what's going on. And then, of course, yesterday, he just shows up in the virtual town hall meeting for some random politician. <laughs> and then, of course, get that ends up on Twitter. I mean, it's just bizarre. Like, you would think, you know, have the common courtesy to tell your co-workers you're not showing up for the next week uh, this feels like the kind of thing if i was his teammate i'd just be like you know, we just can't trust this guy you oh, know? i'm with you yeah i think that's part of the reason why the nets did the trade to be honest so they could at least have harder than kd yeah fully locked in and loaded so yeah so here's yeah, well, the I've deal heard... that i was looking at for the mavericks james johnson and dwight powell is a deal that I could actually see both teams doing if the Cavs could get a pick out of it. Uh, Cause that Dwight Powell deal goes on for two more years and that it's not great. Um, or three more seasons. It's not great, but if the Cavs could get a first, I could see them doing it, but a bad deal. I like that idea. James Johnson is really uh, a real, uh, what's it called? A real grit and grind kind of guy, you know? Yeah, but he's Starts also fights with everybody. Yeah, he's. But it's also you're getting more grinders that can't really shoot. (laughs) It's all right. I love a grit and grind team. Oh, I know. We got Sexton and Garland. We got enough shooting. (laughs) And Nance is hitting threes now. God, Nance is driving me crazy. Nance is the most. He's he's a very frustrating offensive player because he's a really good complimentary player. But he almost flat out refuses to try to be aggressive to look for his own shot. And like, yeah. he'll like drive and then pass it to JaVale McGee on the block with two seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't do that to poor JaVale. He's, you yeah. want him to end up on Shaq and a fool? <laughs> and He's yeah, the before. Cavs offense, I mean, you can only watch JaVale McGee try to go ISO from the high post into a 12 foot hook shot that hits nothing so many times. Okay. And JaVale McGee's like been going coast to coast like twice a game and shooting a three every other game. And it's like, you know, that that's not 
in your wheelhouse, but the Cavs' offense is so bad, they just let him do it. So I love everyone in the Cavs right now because I've crafted the most epic, like even for 2020 I've, or 2021, I've crafted the most epic like media bubble ever. <laughs> so I, I haven't watched the games, but, but the highlights now on YouTube that the NBA posts include every basket made. So oh, these nice. highlights are like 12 minutes long. And it's literally like every shot made. So I watch a 12 minute video of guys just making shots and I'm like, man, we're just so good. <laughs> Cause you don't, you don't, you don't ever <laughs> see no like negativity. a turnover or a missed shot. Yeah. So I'm just watching these guys all day long. I mean, as far as, you know, my instinct is concerned, Sexton's shooting a thousand on the season and they never get any mistakes. So I'm feeling great about JaVale. I've seen all kinds of awesome plays by him. Yeah. So. The the Kyrie Irving story is that he was spotting on a district attorney of Manhattan Tahi Abushi's Zoom video call launch party <laughs> instead of being at the Nets game playing. Makes sense. <laughs> and of course, people posted screenshots. And then, of course, he was having partying maskless at hit his sister's birthday and the excuse was it's my sister's birthday and who amongst us has not just gone out and partied and during a global pandemic at their sister's birthday party i mean let he who is without sin cast the first stone (laughs) (laughs) biblical i like it i mean it's just yeah Kyrie's nuts and well i mean we spent you know what oh yeah eight years um watching Kyrie, so yeah incredible incredible shot maker um but you know i obviously i mean i i still remember that game we went to nate where you know we coined the term flypaper Kyrie because <laughs> flypaper he, just, Kyrie. he just refused to even to fight through a screen or even try to anticipate yeah. it or get over it or get under it i mean it was, it was comical well my and, you know my uh com- my blog claim to fame is when I had Kyrie tweeting back at me, subtweeting me over over him getting backdoored forty feet from the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you and me have something in common. I had uh, I had uh, Agent Zero clapping nice. back at me on Twitter way back when yeah Twitter was in its infancy. Yeah, back back before it became the global phenomenon we all regret uh. today. <laughs> Seriously, why did we let Twitter survive and Vine die? Right, and then get taken over by the Chinese and rebranded as TikTok. I never understood why they let Vine die. Like, that made no sense. Maybe Matthew Delvadova is the leader of some global cartel because he had to be the only person that hated Vine. (laughs) Poor Matthew (laughs) Delvadova. He's out right now. He's had a concussion since preseason. I. And I heard. Uh, I'm Sam- staring at. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, the whole. Oh, you're cutting out, Tom. Right now. Tom, what'd you say? Yeah, you can hear. Yeah, I can hear him. It's uh, Nate. It's Nate. That's what I get I for having a streaming to, cable I need, service. I need to take you to Micro Center. We need to get you a real PC. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thirty what minutes I, in, Nate's what, RAM is just like overloaded from Skype. So what? Uh, Sam Amico commented yesterday is that Kyrie Irving's career may be over because of concussions. No. That, yeah, it was not the most 
professionally presented article, Sam Amico. He basically questioned whether the Cavs really had all these injuries or whether they're just kind of low-key tanking. Um, Wait a second. Are you saying, are you talking about Ellie? You just said Kyrie's. Oh, I meant, oh, no, Delhi. I'm sorry. I meant Delhi. You threw me off with the AV issues. Well, I was like, man, yeah, wait, no, so Delhi's career may be over. Like Delhi's career may be over due to con- oh, man, that'd is be what yeah, Amico. Yeah, that would suck. But I guess he's had more than this one. This is just the latest. And I guess when you play defense with your your whole face, that is a possibility. He does play defense with his face. I just found out something. I'm watching the Blazers game, and there is a Channing Fry show. That's on every week on Blazers TV called Talking Blazers with Channing Fry. Really? So, of course, that. he lives in the area. Um, Almost as good as if you had Talking Cavs with the Korean Channing Fry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, we do right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do. And and of course, the other kind of wrinkle of the Cavs is we've had what was Mike Fratello <laughs> has been filling in for Austin Carr for the last few games cuz AC How has been... Mike Fratello not gotten me too yet? Not gotten what? Me too yet. I I've never heard it. Are you talking about Marv Albert? No. <laughs> yes, I I misspoke. Sorry. Tom just putting some salt on his foot right now <laughs> i misspoke <laughs> oh my god uh you you're confusing the czar of the telestrator with marv albert oh that's too funny that's what i'm <laughs> and you just gave me a hard time for Kyrie and delhi <laughs> <laughs> what can i say i i'm just trying to fit in with you on these pods uh, so, By yeah, the way, Mike I'm Fratello, watch- former coach of the Cavs, <laughs> back watching, when Tom was yeah. young. <laughs> I'm watching a uh, highlight reel of Jared Allen. I'm already in love, by the way. Yeah. And so they're now putting advertisements on the tops of the backboards because of that backboard cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm questioning some of these decisions like. I just saw Angry Birds 2. <laughs> like, seriously? Like a phone app? No, I think the movie is my There's bet. There's a movie? There's an Angry, Angry Birds, Birds movie. Yeah. 2, meaning there was an Angry Birds 1? That's what I have yeah, to Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Tom, God. we haven't thawed you out since, since <laughs> 20. <laughs> what is the plot of the Angry Birds 1 movie? I, there's this bird, and the pigs come and they destroy his village, <laughs> and then they gotta fire these other birds at the pigs' houses to get them. That is my assumption, which is the plot of the angry. The other so funny. Oh my lord, <laughs> Tom! There's an angry bird. Sm- it really does feel like we just unfreeze Tom for these podcasts and just put him put him back in the in the cryo chamber after yeah. we're done. We just he he's sitting in his cryo chamber and we just let him out to play Rocket League and uh and I mean, watch some highlight like, videos. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture this movie. It's like Chris Pratt, the voice of the Angry Bird. Or... Okay, well now we got, now we got to see <laughs> who is in the Angry Birds movie. Angry birds imdb 
Oh, man. It, it may be Jason's. No, there was an Angry Birds 2. It came out in 2019. This doesn't. Oh, okay. So when did Angry Birds 1 come out? <laughs> <laughs> We're through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sean Penn was in Angry Birds. Jason Sudeikis. Oh, my God. The voice of Red. Josh Gad is the voice of Chuck. Now I gotta see. Can we like? Can we like? Do you have a? Do you have an emergency phone to EG's? You know, second <laughs> phone or something like that. We can talk about this. I, I I don't think he would like us calling us calling him in Eastern Europe to ask him <laughs> about the cast of the Angry Birds movie. Danny McBride is bomb. <laughs> Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, Peter Dinklage, and Sean Penn. Crazy. This is a good uh, cast. Keegan Michael Key, yeah. Granted, it's all like voice acting, so it's probably a lot easier for them. Oh yeah, that's just that's just a weekend right there. Yeah, it's free money. <laughs> it, is. it is. Wow. So yeah, we. <laughs> so what you was Angle McCringleberry? I I've been watching that show. That show still holds up. Oh my goodness. Okay, so where were we? We were talking Cavs. We we're talking Delhi. Maybe out. Uh, you know, Sam Amico was talking about how questioning whether all these injuries were legit or whether the Cavs are kind of, you know, low key trying to Thank lose you. a couple games because they've been too good. Um, my opinion is that that's kind of crazy. I think they're just being super cautious with their young guys because they don't want to risk them having nagging injuries. Uh, yeah. in a season. Dylan that, Windler out again. He missed yeah, he broke all his season. hand. He broke his hand in the second or third game. Is he yeah. ever going to play? Yeah, he'll play. He's supposed to come back next week, I think. Oh, that's the last good. Thing. Yeah, but the you know people are worried he's made of glass. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then of course, well, we worried about that with Big Z. So yeah. maybe a similar kind of thing. Drummond was out last game. I mean that that Utah game was just brutal. Like, and honestly, I don't blame them for sitting Drummond and sitting all these other guys. They literally were on the back end of a back-to-back playing their eighth game in like 12 nights um after a six game in 10 game road trip like the nba season is just a meat grinder for these guys i mean tonight i'm flipping through the games and there's literally two games tonight one in washington and one in phoenix that were canceled due to two both teams one of the teams in each game not being able to field enough play. like the minimum number of healthy players you have to have to feel to play a game is eight in the NBA and because of COVID they did not have that I mean it's just this season's insane and of course they adjusted the guidelines and kind of they figured out the biggest vector was quote unquote hotel room visitors when players are on the road <laughs> of uh, is where they trace some things and of course they buried that news in with you know players when they're on the bench gotta wear a mask and sit six feet away from each other but i mean it's like come on we, we, we all know what the biggest vector here is i think they uh you know kind of kept it hush hush by telling houston they had to do this trade today <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah you you bury it on a big news day like yeah if you wanted to release bad news Last week, last Thursday was probably the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, 
but it feels like the future is bright for the Cavs. Would you agree, Eli? Yeah, I think things are definitely looking up. Um, I'm just saying, you know, even though the young guys haven't played as many games as we would like due to injury, the culture and, you know, the early returns on J.D. Bickerstaff's coaching, I think they're yeah. far exceeded from this. I mean, they've won two games this year. That first game against Atlanta, and then what was the game the other day they won? Um, against Memphis? Against Memphis. Like, they had no business winning those games. One game yeah. in Memphis, one game in Atlanta. It was like those old Cavs teams. There's not a Cavs team in maybe the last six years that was as banged up as those. And that includes the LeBron teams that would have won those yeah. games. Like, they just defended like crazy and just you know, grit and grind, it wouldn't go away and, and beat those teams. It, it was frankly amazing. Um, you know, and I, I was, I don't know if you read Eli had a, not Eli, EG, Evil Genius had a awesome recaps of games in the last, uh, in that stretch last week. And his recap of the Memphis game was, was one of my favorites that he's ever written. Um, it was just, it was such a fun game. That, that that was the one where he came up with the nickname for the Cavs, which still applies. The Brute Squad, uh, after Andre the Giant. Um, I don't know if you guys got to read that recap, but it was so good. Um, it was great. Oh, yeah, and the live through was just a blast of just every time Andre Drummond missed a shot, EG would just post a <laughs> video of Andre the Giant throwing a rock against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was crazy. Um, so the, yeah, the Cavs have been really fun. Love the culture. Um, I do like that they've gotten one more wing. I mean, the fact like it was crazy because going into the season, it's like wow, they're finally deep on wings. We got Dylan Windler and we've got Chetty Osman and we got Isaac Okoro, and it's literally been until. You know, this week Chetty Osman's been the only healthy wing, and. He's been very hit or miss. I mean, he'll have a game where he'll shoot really well, but all these Cavs right now, when they try to do too much offensively, it it it's really they're yeah. all, they're complementary <clears throat> players, secondary players, yep. and not the guys that should be initiating all the offense. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean they really need to figure out a way in the next couple of years to get some bona fide star on the uh, as a wing. I mean, they've got yeah. potential star in Sexton. And they've got great complimentary players, but and, and I think their hope is that guy is Isaac Okoro, but you know he's he's just yeah. got to grow into that role. He's he very good. Me, defender. He like, yeah, he feels to me like a really good complimentary player. I, I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to, you know, shoulder a heavy offensive burden. But yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, he's super young, and clearly that is the part of the game that he's got to develop the most. Um. And of course, a lot of people thought Kevin Porter Jr. would be that guy, and he hasn't even sniffed the floor. Uh, he's basically in a, you know, I don't know if you call it a behavior modification program or what is it they call when you get at work and you get in, when you're at work and you get in trouble and you have like a plan for how you're going to improve. You're a manager, Tom. You should this. I should know what. <laughs> Were you even listening to me? <laughs> kind of I was reading I was reading my boy Jeho. So when you get in trouble at work and you have a 
a, you know, a plan to get better. Yeah, performance improvement plan. Yeah, they basically put Kevin Porter Jr. on a performance improvement plan. Okay. And a pip. And I think he's seeing a counselor and doing all these things to get better. And then there's a, but they won't say like give a timeline of when you know he's maybe going to see the floor again. Mm. Um. So he had off season. Like, didn't he get in trouble? He got for, arrested. Uh, for a weapons driving? charge, and it ended up um, getting dropped, uh, mainly because his mom said it basically it was her gun. She used his car, left it in the glove box, <laughs> was the defense that they used, and so they dropped the charges. Um, but he also had an issue where they were Sounds worried legit. about him possibly contemplating self-harm uh, because of an Instagram picture he posted of I think it was all black and it was like something like what if everything just ended or something mm, that's not good yeah now now I got all good I'm glad they're I'm glad they're focusing on uh, getting his head straight yeah but I mean it, it certainly you know they thought they would have he certainly seemed like a guy last year that you know had a lot of promise as an offensive player especially as a as a wing that could be really good and it, it's writing all these problems with all these Cavs wings. Um, and, you know, the Cavs guards were had some really good games. And Colin Sexton, you know, averaging 22 points a game, I believe, uh, before and and beat LeBron's record for starting the season with most consecutive 20-plus point games, which yeah. actually surprises me. <laughs> oh, man. So Hollinger's, what, uh, I'm Hollinger's, sorry? Hollinger's player, did you guys – I don't think you have the athletic, but Hollinger writes for the athletic now, so he yeah. does team previews. So his thing for uh, JaVale McGee started for Lakers last year. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then for some guy named Dean Wade, it says wrong D Wade. <laughs> oh, man. Hollinger is uh, such an a-hole to the Cavs. <laughs> Like he, yeah, then, it's so obvious he never even watches him. It's so I, annoying. Honestly, he's really pissed me off too because this whole off season he's been like laughing at him, saying like they're not any good. Like what? Are, what are they doing? And then like a week ago, he like took a victory lap, saying like, yeah. "Oh, my hot take of Cleveland maybe not sucking is looking yeah. really good." <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, he did. Like, retweeted his like. I hate the guards. What are Sexton and Garland doing? And then he like deleted that tweet. <laughs> well, you know what I'm though? Like, here's how. Well, but Eli, here's how you know Hollinger is infinitely less insufferable than uh, Woj, right? Woj. So when I did that to Woj, he blocked me forever. And uh, also, a long time ago, Hollinger was quoted. When he was driving like a rental car or something, and uh, Woj was like in front of him, and he made some kind of comment like, if he just ran over Woj, he would kill like the entire Young Sports like NBA oh, coverage or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't like Woj. Yeah. So there's two reasons that you should give Jeho a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the fun- funny no, one was. I, I think it didn't he uh get in trouble for emailing F U to the president 
or or something like that. Oh, Woj. Him. Oh yeah, Woj did. Yeah. yeah no, that then, was like a, no, no, that was Woj, like it was a for jo- Josh Hawley. Oh yeah, Josh Hawley, uh, senator yeah. from Kansas or Missouri yep. or uh, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, and not yeah, and so it was super funny because uh, Zach Lowe basically said, "Well, yeah, that's how he signs every single email to everybody." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Zach Lowe's kind of really fallen off to me. So yeah, I haven't even read anything from Zach Lowe. But, well, basically, you know. the criticism he's gotten very norm, very norm core. Like it's just all your standard takes and all your big market, you know, biases. And all that stuff, all the time. I'm telling now. you, man, the writer of the future is Ethan Sherwood Strauss. That guy I don't even know if he, is he still writing for the Athletic? Not really. I mean, he like occasionally does something, but I, I don't think know. He's if, trying to write books now. Yeah, actually, he did write a book about the uh, the Warriors. I think. Yeah, and now I uh, I I keep talking about my my gift to myself for Christmas was going to be a defector. Um, subscription and I and I haven't followed through on it, so I got to do that. And of course, you know what Defector is, Tom? Nope, I don't. Defector, Defector. is the new site from all the guys who quit Deadspin. Oh so, God! <laughs> I say that just to troll you. God. So Deadspin died? No, Deadspin's. Oh, it's still alive, but the VC guys basically told everybody stop writing about politics. Nobody wants to read about politics, and basically their whole staff quit and they hired all these scabs and they got like a tenth of the readers and so all the guys that for them including former Cavs the blog writer uh patrick Ashley. redford um went to work for defector so well good on you defector we need yeah. more politics imbued into sports that's gonna help us. well i i will I'm say sure of it i like the business model of they're doing a subscription-based service. It is not like the athletic where they're, you know, if you sign up today, $5. No, it's a flat $80 a year. Uh, we're going to pay our writers <laughs> a decent wage. Nate, Americans love sales, okay? No, I get it, but they're also not just completely, you know, stripping the carcasses of local newsrooms, too, So, which was kind of the athletic model and then oh yeah then we're going to do this and then we're going to fire half these guys <laughs> or in the case of um who is the guy they got from cleveland.com not chris fedor but the other guy jason uh, lloyd uh, yeah jason. no not jason yeah. lloyd uh, oh zach varden yeah varden. joe varden we're going to we're going to tell everybody he's going to cover cleveland but then he's never going to actually write about cleveland <laughs> And just basically, he's going to follow LeBron around now. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the athletic. Just I, I find their business model very predatory. And they aren't obviously the reason local papers have declined, but uh, they certainly didn't help. Anyway, um, so it feels like we've kind of gotten into all the Cavs news. Um, we're hoping that the Cavs, you know, their fortunes pick up, believe, who are they playing Friday? Knicks. The Knicks on Friday, which, you know, they played the Knicks twice in the regular season or in the preseason. Now they're playing them their second regular season game. Did they lose to the Knicks regular season game? Or they they did win? lose to the Knicks. They, they did? Lost. 
they lost. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a little bit of a revenge game there because I, I want to see. Uh, I really dislike this Knicks team. <laughs> so you know who's back for the game on Friday? Obi, the old man, Hoffman. Yeah, the pride of Dayton, the Flyer. So that that'll oh, yeah, be an interesting game, and I think a lot of Cavs will be back that have been missing. Uh, I think Ireland's going to be back. I think um, Sexton's going to be back. I can't be too mean to Obi. That's right, because Tom actually likes Obi Toppin a lot. Oh, I I don't dislike Obi Toppin. He just seems <laughs> like an easy guy to make fun of. Is he bad or what? Uh, he no, he's played. been hurt. He oh. got hurt in preseason, hasn't played, but he had some okay preseason games. It's kind of hard to tell anything about him, man. This I watched a I watched a ten minute YouTube video yesterday while I was taking a deuce about <laughs> Anthony Bennett. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow! And there was come for Anthony come Bennett. for the basketball, stay for the class. <laughs> it, it was like uh, is Anthony Bennett the worst first number one pick of all time? And the conclusion was probably. And, and remember when I got just no amount of scorn for after 12 games, saying that he could be the worst pick of all time. Was that back when Coles was... Oh, uh, and and remember JR, the guy that went by JR? This was it KJ, you mean? KJ, yeah. KJ, yeah. I, I mean, I just Close. got absolutely roasted, <laughs> and turns out I was right. <laughs> We're right, Nate. Take a victory lap. I, I, I never fail to. Well, after that, I vowed to never watch Draft Extrap, never to proclaim after watching one draft express video that someone would be a star because <laughs> I watched that one draft express video of Anthony Bennett and I was like, oh, he's yeah. the next sparkly. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, my pick for this year's draft is killing it in, uh, in Sacramento, Ty Halliburton. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm but taking another that, victory lap there. What were you saying? You imagine, could you imagine a son that taken Halliburton instead of Jaden Smith? Yeah, is Jaden Smith doing anything? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, yeah. I don't, he could be doing stuff, but I don't, even if he was, like, Halliburton is just so so far from being the best rookie right now. It's not even funny. Well, just in, wow, yeah. yeah. He's got good stats. No, he's yeah, and he's not even starting. starting. Yeah, no, they they he looks really good. Um, I'm I was just baffled why he went twelfth. Um. Because it's like he was, he was the best, the best guard. He was six five and he could shoot. Like what what more do you want? <laughs> so Yeah. Um but anyway, it it's been an interesting season for sure. Um I think the funnest thing all season is just gonna be dunking on the Nets, who are gonna win some games one forty to one hundred and then lose games one forty one forty to one hundred. <laughs> probably one twenty. <laughs> yeah. So wow. Did you see what Tyrese Halliburton wore to his Zoom oh, yeah. draft? <laughs> yeah, that was a it crazy suit. It looks like suit. he's wearing a fish tank. Yeah, that was a crazy suit. No, he's awesome. If you ever seen him interviewed, he probably the smartest rookie interview I've ever seen is is his like he's a dang genius. What? Is this some kind of like these flowers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Those pants are way too tight. Yeah. So um, I don't really have anything left to add other than, you know, we're uh, – it's funny because we're only, what, 11 games into the season? And yeah, we had the trade deadline. 
<laughs> like it just <laughs> feels like the season so far has been a marathon and we're only like a seventh of the way through it, you know, or a sixth yeah. of the way through it. It's just it's gonna be it of course twenty twenty one shaping up to be an even nuttier year than twenty twenty. Yeah. And with that, Tom, you got any stories you want to tell? I, I can tell my oh, story yes. of, of being on Zoom and and trying to get this thing out of my nose <laughs> on, a, on a Teams call today. And I'm like, try, I've got this nose hair that's just bugging the crap out of me, and I keep trying to get it. And I'm like five minutes in, and I realize, fudge. <laughs> Like, I've had my video cam on the whole time. And fortunately, it's not like one of these meetings where you have 30 people in it. It's like basically two guys I work with on my my team and another developer who's like, you know, 20 years old. So it's it's not like anybody who's going to, you know, think I'm the worst person on the planet. And I basically was like, okay, guys, I got to apologize. You just caught me picking my nose for like five minutes. So I <laughs> just hope you guys did. So that was my uh, Jeffrey Tubin moment. Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, it was all, It was not, as Tom said earlier before the podcast, a, a Tubin missile crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like the wholesome, much more wholesome than that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I assume both you guys telework quite a bit. I think you're uh, exclusive, right, Eli? No, I, I still go into an office, actually. <laughs> yeah, but you go um, into a separate office to telework into your where you work, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> because you can't do it at home. Like, you yeah, just don't – that doesn't work for you. I just can't focus because – I'm with you. I uh, have a I PlayStation 5. Oh. Did you get one? And I did. I oh, Why do you think that Eli disappeared off the map for, like, a week? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing you're not married and you didn't have to tell your wife it was a dehumidifier or whatever, <laughs> air purifier. <laughs> air purifier. <laughs> so what's what's the best game you've played on the PS5? Um, I would say right now the, the best game, I mean, just visually, is definitely uh, it's a Japanese uh, Souls, the Soul series. Okay. It's called Demon Souls 3. Demon Souls 3, Ooh. okay. Yeah, so it's definitely it's a remake of a game that was made for PlayStation Three, but definitely a, a stunning visually. Uh, obviously, very hard to play, but rewarding when you beat certain stages. Wait, is it like Dark Souls? Yeah, so it's like the Souls series. Oh, okay, so it's like yeah. Dark Dark Souls Three, basically. Um, yeah, I mean it's like a different storyline under Demon Souls, but it's you know similar layout. You have a champion and you like level it through these different stages but and it's like freaking it's, impossible uh, it's yeah and then it's like unique because you know how most games you can like save and kind of pick up where you left off in the stage um, no you gotta start over at the not very like beginning yes of every like chapter so um that's what makes it like fun but also infuriating of course oh i so. love it I loathed Dark Souls. I played Dark Souls. I think I got to the second level, and I was like, no, this game is not for me. (laughs) I'm a turn-based strategy guy who will get to the end of the battle, save the game, and then just read until I win. (laughs) Restore until I win. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty pretty challenging. You you play 2K at all on there? I do. I do play 2K. Um... Obviously, the graphics are great, 
But the shot meter is pretty tough. It's hard to make threes in this year's game, which is kind of weird because it's like only easier and easier in real life to make threes apparently. But <laughs> um, besides that, it's it's, uh, it's not bad. It's really easy to like drive and get dunks. But um, I'm punking, I guess, like twelve year old kids. I'm pretty sure on <laughs> online when I'm playing. Well, you but, are playing uh, Channing Fry. Yeah, so dominate, dominate those petulant entitled what generation are we calling the olds that are now all like east okay zoomers yeah it's hard for me to because i love rocket league and i love to watch it as an esport i think it's the most exciting esport and then you realize like all these kids are like 15 and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like, i hate all these kids yeah what am i doing with my life yeah uh so you got any funny stories for us tom are you still waiting on your mri did you finally get your MRI? No, I finally got my MRI. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that whole process was was insane. I mean, it didn't end with the last pod. That was about that was about the halfway point. Um in the in the it was really like a trilogy, you know, that was like early on in the two towers where I left <laughs> I left us all. And uh but no, I got it. I got it. Scheduled. The hobbits are I going went. to Isengard at that point. <laughs> Oh man, so I, I got it scheduled. Um, it was pretty uneventful. I mean, it, it, it went off. I mean, first I had to get this injection of this dye into my shoulder and it's, you know, they have to put an x-ray over my shoulder while the, you know, the, the nurse or doctor or whatever doing the injection is like watching the needle on the x-ray to make sure it's like in the right spot as she starts like squirting the dye in there. So I was like sitting on the table for that. And there's a whole lot of uh, people in there, you know, monitoring equipment and doing stuff. And so they're trying to make small talk with me. And uh, they said something like, uh, well, how did it end? You know, like with your shoulder. And I said, oh, well, you know, my kids were in the backyard and I was just trying to impress them. So <laughs> I saw a Frisbee and thought, well, this will be cool. I'll throw it I'm over there. I'm throw this Frisbee from... over them mountains. Yeah, over, clear over them mountains. Exactly. Uncle Rico style. And, uh, and they'll turn around and be like, whoa, who did that? And he'd be like, dad, how'd you do that? And instead I tore something in my shoulder apparently. And so then, you know, they made some kind of comment like, you seem way too relaxed. You know, well, it's how many kids do you have? I said, well, five. And they go, huh, you seem way too relaxed for someone with five kids. And then I just, <laughs> just like, well, are they here? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so then after that, I went in for the MRI. And, uh, you know, they ask you all these questions about whether you have metal in your body yeah. and, you know, you, at first I'm kind of just like, no, like, you know, but they, but they specifically ask you all these questions. You can't just say, I don't have metal in my body. Let's move on. Yeah. Right. It's similar to like when you go give blood, you can give blood yes. like once a month. You can they, answer they like They basically questions. ask you five different ways or, you know, are you having unprotected sex? <laughs> Well, they ask all kinds of things, but here's yeah. what's hilarious to me. You go in and then you have to sit down at some computer and answer 20 questions, including, did you go to, you know, the United Kingdom between May of 1979 and April of 1983? And I don't know what the significance of that is. Have you been in prison like, in the last eight Yeah, days. but it's like, bro, the first thing I had to enter was my age. And I said <laughs> oh, when I yeah. was born. So clearly, you shouldn't be asking me if I was. Well, yeah, but you and I both know more. that that takes more programming cycles than just. <laughs> well, but right. Here's the thing. It's like 
I punch in my name and my social security number. I answer all these questions. I come back a month later to give blood, and I got to answer them all again. I didn't invent a time machine, another Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite reference. I didn't put the crystals in the machine and go back to 1979 and hang out, you know, with. Uh, I get it, some... Tom, but they're doing the best they can. I get it, but I'm just saying. So, you know, now they're asking me all these questions about metal in my body. And I'm kind of, at first, just kind of blown it off. And then I'm wearing jeans or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I does it matter that these jeans have zippers? And the guy looks at me and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a robe. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, whatever. I didn't know. And then he's like, like, are those socks made of cotton? I'm like, I mean, they're made of some cloth. Well, now they have these like, damn copper thick. <laughs> he's like, no, it matters. And then I was like, I looked. I'm like, yeah, they're 100% cotton. He's like, okay, well, your feet, your feet will probably be hanging out anyway. <laughs> but I'm trying to understand, like, what's the implication if there's a little bit of trace metal, like, in my clothing? So then I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know. I might have some fillings. I don't even remember. I'm I've been alive a long time. And I don't know. I I think he said something like, "Well, that's fine." And I'm like, "How's that fine? Are fillings not magnetic? Like, <laughs> are they not ferrous metals? I don't know." I, I believe but that is I, the case, Tom. I get I get in this uh, I get in the MRI room. It's a very pleasant room. They've got the panes over the uh, fluorescent lights that create like a like a uh, mine was like um, cherry blossoms or something like that, uh, and it's just very peaceful to look at. And they say, do you want earplugs or do you want headphones? And I was like, oh, I'll go with headphones. And then they're like, okay, you know, and I figured I could put a plug in my phone or something like that. Nope. They, they basically, it's almost like the equivalent of if you held a paper cup up to your ear with a string. It's like that, <laughs> it's like that kind of fidelity because ear, the headphones themselves can't have any metal in them. Right. Of course, all, all your headphones, of course, have metal and they have magnets in them. So this is like a really low fidelity um, headphone. Yeah. And so I was like, and meanwhile, they me when they turn of... the machine on, you sound like you're in a washing machine. Oh my gosh! So then the me... Cabrio dryer buzzer goes off when you're done. Oh, the Cabrio dryer, yes. So then they give me a a, a, a Sirius XM satellite radio, you know, channel list, and I'm like, none of you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm screw like, my labrum. They, they don't have uh, they don't have uh, outlaw country on here. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, well, put on. There was something called like, you know, uh, I don't know, like energy eight or something. So I was like, all right, put that on. You know, maybe I'll get some Rocky or something like that going. And it, it was, you know, pretty much eighties because that's what you want to do when you're in the MRI machine. Get pumped up. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I've got so I get in there. They put these headphones in and they ask me, is it loud enough? And it wasn't really that loud. You know, I figure like, eh, you know, I mean, it's like whatever. Not knowing that the actual once the MRI actually kicked in, it's like the loudest thing you can possibly imagine. I mean, I should have. <laughs> it's louder than sitting on a lawnmower. Like it's ridiculously loud, and I'm thinking, gosh, I would have known that well, it was going to be. That's also jet, what you get when you plane. literally shop 15 places and go to Bob's, you know, MRI and tune-up garage. Come on, Tom. Yeah, but that's the thing, Nate. Is I ended up back at the original <laughs> hospital. 
<laughs> like, like all that stuff you did, the hours of your just life like, wasted, look, you ended just up like back the at Hobbits, the original. Just like the Hobbits returned to the Shire, I returned <laughs> to Miami Valley main campus for my MRI. Wow. In fact, the exact same lady that originally scheduled my original appointment helped me schedule my second appointment. Oh, my God. You were insane. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, anyway, so now I'm now I'm in here listening to, you know, Kenny Loggins and stuff like that. And, you know, I love 80s music. And the problem is an MRI machine is not simply loud in a jet or uh, car, you know, like uh, riding lawnmower. Or sense it is rhythmic yeah. so it pulses yeah and the a beat associated with it and the beat <laughs> was always off from my 80s ballads <laughs> and it was driving me crazy <laughs> that i had like two different beats going at once and the other problem was and this is this is another thing that you know people need to understand like user experience because they they wheel me into this thing you know they ask me if i have like claustrophobia i'm like no i don't think so and i didn't but i'm in there and it felt like i was in there for days i mean if you (laughs) if you want time to slow down it's like a sensory deprivation chamber for sure yeah schedule an mri if you're like life's passing me by life's moving too fast what am i doing with my life how'd my kids grow up so fast just tear your shoulder go set yourself an mri (laughs) everything will slow down because apparently i was only in there for a half hour i felt like i was in there for three hours and never once well you basically woke up and the calves had traded for jared allen (laughs) yeah and i'm in there and you know it would have been nice if the technician at some point would have been like okay you know we're gonna take five more images you're 15 minutes into effectively a 30 minute procedure oh you don't get that there you are on your own they kept stopping and starting and every time it would start, it lasted about eight minutes. And I just, I never had a sense like, when's, when does this end? And then it would stop and I'd be like, please be the end. And then it would start up again. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know? So I remember, um, I can remember some of the songs that came on. So, uh, Michael Jackson, the, um, uh, Man in the Mirror that came on. <laughs> so my so wife now out. has, than seeing the the Neverland Ranch documentary, we have a firm no Michael policy. Like Michael Jackson comes on, we turn the channel. Um, the her her only she will listen to Jackson Five uh, on occasion, but that's it. So that as an aside, continue. Oh, I mean, I that's about it. It <laughs> it, it went off. Well then, so what's the I verdict for it on your shoulder? Yeah, I I have an appointment. <laughs> I I still have an appointment with the right. I mean, that's what so, I think. So like, okay, you've done that. You know, you you're still waiting for Gandalf and the you know elves of Rivendell to to take off to the Forgotten Land. The movie ain't over yet. Yes, I am. <laughs> and this wound will never fully heal. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. After being pierced by the Nazgul, 175-gram Frisbee. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just figured my orthopedic surgeon, you know, was going to stay up late and look through these images and give me a call and be like, all right, bro, here's what we got to do. I waited like a week. I didn't hear anything. So then I called, and I was like, what's going on? 
And they're like, who are you? And then I give them my name and they transfer me to another person. They transfer me to another person. And then I'm like, and so then they say, well, we don't look at it until you come in. And I was like, so I need to make an appointment to come in to the office so that the orthopedic surgeon can look at digital images of my shoulder that someone else took. And they're like, that's exactly right. Like, okay. When's your next appointment? And it was like a month from that time when I had that call. <laughs> I was like, yeah, seems about right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to. So how's your shoulder now? Like, is it still messed up? It's so bad. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. not improved one iota. Oh, that, that's yeah. my professional opinion. After well, my hope that. is that after the surgery, I can go pitch for the Chicago Cubs and throw the heat. <laughs> it's going to be like rookie of the year. <laughs> exactly. There you go. The rookie. Yes. Rookie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I'll basically be almost 40. Yeah. You're, you're going to be, uh, who was in the rookie? It was, uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And I've been watching the show with his kid, uh, the boys, which is the greatest superhero show ever. Um, and also the goriest. That that's my one of my recommend. Um, yeah, Eli, any crazy stories for us? Any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, we didn't get into no. New Year's resolutions. We didn't talk about the Browns. Oh, we did not. Eli, do you watch the Browns? Eli, you're a football junkie, right? Yeah, I see you live tweeting almost every single football game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a huge NFL fan. Was a great. Great story for Cleveland, and uh, you know I will be in a front because I'm not a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. Though. No, you're um, a Rams fan. Correct. My team is the Rams because that's the first country in the United States, or the first city in the U.S. that I lived in when I was, you know, age to remember stuff was yeah. St. Louis, and that's the same year the Rams were there. So well, that's why I was a Rams fan. Well, and the crazy thing is, and I I say this. It, you know, in the Eddie Park vein, all my Korean friends on Anchorage were Rams fans. So there's a really? lot of Korean Rams fans. Yeah. That's Just, pretty funny. I think it's an L.A. thing, too. Yeah, that's probably true. Because all the Koreans think they're from L.A. If they, don't have a, <laughs> they don't live in a nice New York City. So. <laughs> Just interesting. Um, no, I'm I'm excited for the best quote I heard is, uh, why didn't the Buckeyes run that play where Alabama snapped the ball into the end zone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was wrong? What was Ryan Day thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you just run that play? <laughs> National malfeasance. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it was it was almost a trifecta weekend for between almost. the Cavs and the um and the Browns and the uh, and now I Bucks. can't think of words and the Bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, that Browns game was was pretty cool for the city, um, and an epic meltdown for for Pittsburgh. And I don't think yeah. any of us could have enjoyed Ben Roethlisberger's career ending any more spectacularly or inauspiciously, I guess. So, did you guys see the whole thing about how they plugged in a guy named Blake? Yeah, he the- literally drove to. The game. <laughs> well, no. He earlier that week he drove over from uh, New York. I think he was on the Jets or the Eagles or something like that. He was and, on their practice uh, squad. Yeah, he was on their practice squad. But he didn't eat 
a lot of his teammates until right before the game. Yeah. Well, I stand by my description. I like yours better. Yours is a, yours well. He is did. Story. He just didn't drive the day of the game. Yeah, yours is going to be better to tell the grandkids that a guy named. Blake. Yeah, and here's the crazy thing about that. He played really well, oh. didn't he? He played fine. I mean, yeah. The Browns missing. What were they? Eli missing two starting O linemen, and then the backup Dunn went out, and so they put yeah. another back. In. Baker didn't get sacked once. Against the Steelers D line, which I think was tops in the league in sacks this year. Yeah, no, it's yeah. crazy because, like, it's that same thing of I hate when trust their players. The like last week or two of the season, oh, man. I man, think it always hoses you a. in the NFL. This was Exhibit A in the yeah. don't rest your players. If you want to make that argument, you just point to this game. I mean, I think <laughs> the NBA is totally different because these seven game series, you know, the better team always their rhythm and. You know, but NFL, yeah, it's when you're one and done, that's to me a recipe for disaster. So, Eli, how much do you think it is? It was just fluky because everyone, of course, is now writing these long narrative pieces about this. And I'm kind of like, I about mean, the Browns game or resting your players yeah, or what? Well, just everything, just making oh. these really conclusive sweeping statements. And well, I'm sitting here a little laxed against the Chiefs. So, I'm sitting here a little bit like, you know, I mean, it's. You win the turnover battle, battle fight a zip, you're probably going to win the game. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, of course, that first play was a little fluky. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> a little fluky. Know. Like this I mean, is one like of the, the most uh, bizarre first plays in playoff history. It is, and then well, the best part about it was points. those two Steelers standing there. The somehow the ball gets into the end zone and a Brown falls on it. Like what yeah. the hell happened? Like you there's like a picture circulating with like er, no Browns player within like 15 yards of the ball. Yeah, that was they still didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut so you what, off. Eli, I do apologize. you really, I mean, do you agree that, oh, the Browns are ascending and the Steelers are, you know, going to move into the bottom of the AFC North or you think this is just one game? I don't, I think the trend is definitely heading that way, but I don't think this game is like what is causing that i think the steelers had a problem going into the season because ben rother just is not as good as he used to be and even though they're 11 and 0 well the good news year, i mean you like think he, he would be up. because there's two of them now uh, that was a fat joke <laughs> <laughs> he's standing he used to be <laughs> exactly there you go eli <laughs> way to frame it <laughs> that's called framing eli's the pitch, got, tom eli's got better delivery yeah that's called framing the pitch <laughs> so okay i want to ask you this is is baker mayfield eli an average quarterback an above average quarterback <laughs> a potentially elite quarterback is this the old uh who is the quarterback they always said about that no um is joe flacco <laughs> is joe flacco an elite quarterback yeah yeah can uh, i get the uh... flack can I get the Flacco elite meter Where on the rating? Flacco meter is uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield? Honestly, I think Baker is, I hope no one roasts me, I think he's about average for starting quarterback. But I think uh, the team like schemes all around his like, strengths, and he doesn't have to go outside of his comfort zone to play like the best ball he has to play. So he's like a system quarterback, but you can win Super Bowls with system quarterbacks. Especially if you've got a good this system. Like, yeah, and, and this system yeah. is great for him. 
and they so have phenomenal the running, running backs, backs, which helps yeah. it, and a good offensive well, line. Which they, yeah, they're arguably the best offensive line in all of football this year. Which is crazy because you didn't think that was the way it was going to be going into the season ended. So, well, they, I mean, they had a great draft, didn't they? Like yeah. a lot of these young guys are playing really well. Yeah, and their free agent signings went well with Conklin. That's their big signing. The right yep. tackle is really good, and then you know they traded for Wyatt Teller two years ago. So I mean, they definitely made the right moves, and they're paying off. So you know, heads. You know, hats off to the front office and the regime there because they're definitely doing all the right things. And and unfortunately, they're going to lose to my Chiefs next weekend. Yeah, and unfortunately, that game may have been the the signal of the apocalypse because what <laughs> it was the seventh sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to conclude. Yeah. Hey, did you, were you the one that sent me that article this morning? The Onion was that you? Oh, yes. <laughs> That was so great. Did, yeah, read the headline, Tom. Do you have it? Uh, yeah, that was the best article. Yeah, it it was it was pretty awesome. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you. Um, All right, the headline: Nervous Browns fans still worried. Team going to blow forty eight to thirty seven lead over Steelers from days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Oh man. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I think no matter what happens, this is the biggest Browns win in, I, I think this oh, is a bigger Browns win than that. even if they were to beat the Chiefs this week. It was. Because yeah, it's it was. Pittsburgh, you know, they hadn't broken it wasn't through. A win. And, it wasn't a win, it was an yeah. exorcism. <laughs> there you go, yeah. I think Jason Lloyd or someone else said that, and that That's a good is line. exactly, that is exactly the way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it, it was oh. certainly fun. So, and you're a Rams fan, right, Eli? Are they still in? Yes, they are. Yeah, the Packers. They beat the, nice. um, they beat the uh, Seahawks, which I was a little surprised about. Oh, yeah. But no, you that... got Aaron Donald, which is like total stud. Defense versus offense, right? The number one defense, number one offense. So that yeah. will be defense with championships. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's the other defense travels? Yeah, defense travels, which they need to because they're going to Green Bay, and it's going to be like 22 degrees outside. Wow, that's tough for a team from L.A. Yeah, yeah the Rams are uh, horrible outside. So. I heard we may get a polar vortex in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's on its way down. So, uh, you know, button down the hatches, Caps fan. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that in my deck. It starts <laughs> popping when it gets below uh, zero. God, you make me cringe just hearing it. It sounds like a gunshot. <laughs> God, it's so violent. Didn't you shore that deck up? No, it's just a ticking time bomb. <laughs> That's you how were go- oh, yeah, it almost killed you, didn't it? Huh? Didn't it almost kill you, like something following on you? Oh, that was my balcony. Separate separate structure. But, oh, uh, okay. Same, well, I assumed your deck and your balcony were interrelated. My apologies. Nope. Same wood, same materials, same craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. So the, guess what Tom's doing this summer when he get a, gets his shoulder fixed? Getting another MRI after I wreck <laughs> the rest of the Am I going to have to come down and do some home improvement with you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you guys can both come down. Me and me and the guy that, who's the guy that delivers the toilet paper? Oh, yeah, Jesse, my boy. <laughs> yeah. I oh, want a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, oh, a lot man, of you crack me up, Tom. The- when there was the TP shortage. 
Yeah, it's crazy. We haven't had any of those weird shortages since. Oh, well, of, of course, that's because bars. China has figured everything out. And we're... Well, I heard part of the thing with the the TP shortages was they basically had to change all the manufacturing because nobody was going to office buildings anymore, and they were selling the commercial toilet paper was all sitting on warehouses. Razor, Nate. People were just taking more dumps. <laughs> Nervous poops. That's all it yep. was. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes the simplest people, explanation is the right. People poop at work to let the time go faster. That's now exactly. they have to do that at home. That is Who exactly. among us hasn't taken a 45 We break? were all taking advantage of our work stalls. And yeah. now it's like, what am I supposed to do? I guess well, I got to use I my swear toilet. to God, that is the number one productivity gain of being at home versus at work. Because I swear to God, I'm in a meeting. I was like, oh, I got to go right back. And like, you literally back. Yeah. I, I, okay. So... Remember, did, you ever, did we do a pod last time when I had that finger infection? Did we talk about that? I think. Didn't yeah, you I had to go through two, two rounds of antibiotics? Yes. Yeah, I was a- that last pod with you, me, and Eli. Because I told that horrible story of that, that like, you and Eli were like, that I was an abusive father. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe we shouldn't go back there. No. Yeah, I, I had the runs because I was on these crazy antibiotics, and I was in the middle of performance reviews, and there were at least three people because these were all back to back to back to back to back. I had no relief, so there were a couple people where I took the video off. I, you know, put the headphones on. Oh no! You know, I was strategically muting myself. Oh and my gosh! I, no, none, none the wiser. It but, was like, yeah. wasn't there a Supreme Court case last year where they heard a toilet? <laughs> there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh the t- times we live in are crazy well anything to add guys any recommendations i will not recommend angry birds too <laughs> <laughs> um oh, i'll recommend uh this crazy sci-fi show i've been watching on hbo max uh called Raised by Wolves, uh, uh, produced by Ridley Scott, very much in the, you know, aliens slash Blade Runner uh, myth. Yeah, in, in that thematic wheelhouse, um, basically that my wife, who just loathes science fiction movies, is like, we have one rule, no space games, no space movies. If either of those things are happening, she's not involved, basically. <laughs> um the premise of this show, and I told it to her and she just started cringing, is that the Earth is dying because of a giant religious war between the atheists and the followers of the one religion left on Earth, uh, the worship of the soul, S-O-L. Of course, there's a lot of Christian parallels. Um, and so the the premise of the show starts is basically... Um, the last vestiges of humanity have been sent to this alien planet, uh, which is the only known one in the galaxy that can also support life with 12 human embryos, and they are to be raised by androids. So it, it's the two androids raising these children, and of course, they, you know, they fast forward real quick through 10 years. Uh, to get where the sh- where the meat of the show starts, and 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 that's the premise of the show. And my wife just cringes when she hears this description. So it's like, why would you ever watch that? That sounds like the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. 
But that's my show, Race by Wolves. So that's my recommendation. I'm I'm ten episodes in. I'm enjoying it. Enjoy Ridley Scott. You'll like it. So that sounds interesting. Uh, what about um, you guys? I'll pitch something. So believe it or not, I actually have seen Mallory Factor in the flesh. I don't uh, believe it. Oh my gosh, I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> yeah, believe so. he actually exists. He does. No, actually, I've met Mallory. So. <laughs> 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 So, you know, uh, we did I, you know, met up in social distance, outdoor settings uh, or like, you know, in a very open space, but got to, you know, just talk calves and whatnot. But he is very plugged into like the pizza community here in Columbus for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, no, this this is actually hilarious, but there's this like secret Facebook page called like the pizza connoisseurs of columbus wow basically what people do is they just post like all these like hole-in-the-wall pizza places like all through central ohio and they just like post like oh the best but there's this one called wizard of za which you have to sign up for like a wait list (laughs) and it's 25 dollars for pizza but you you sign up and people have been signing up since like the beginning of the pandemic it's so popular that like he's making enough money from these pizzas. He's like delivering like daily that he's starting a restaurant based on this. He just so, makes them in his house. Yeah, or he has like, he has like a commercial oven and all that. Oh, wow. um, That's crazy. But it's, you know, I, so how was, fact, did you Mallory have one did, of these pizzas? So I did not. So the story is that Mallory has saved me a slice because his family, <laughs> His family has connections in the pizza community. Do you believe that you will ever see this slice? I really hope so. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's apparently legendary stuff in the Columbus community. Oh, that is fantastic! So, yeah, there's so a uh, there's a chicken it. place. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Eli. Please, no, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm done. Oh, okay. I was gonna say there's a chicken place in North Canton that opened like that. And they started just doing, like, they have this, this really menu of just, like, basically two chicken dishes, uh, like, special breaded fried chicken. They literally pay somebody to just bread chicken all day. And then, um, like, five different sides you can get. And that's all they do. And they order their ingredients every day. And you literally have to call them when they open at 4. And their orders for that night all fill up by 4.30. And then that's the whole thing. And they're like that popular that they can just take all their orders in a half hour and, and then you pick it up. It's crazy. So not the Wizard of Zah. Uh, now I got to look and see what that place is called. What about you, Tom? Any, anything you want to pitch? You know, I've been playing um, Breath of the Wild. Oh, is yeah. I've heard it's really good. This is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Not the first person to highly recommend that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. My wife and I have been watching Detectorists again. We watched it all the way through. Oh, I, I know about that pitch. show the um, other night. Just like Roku. So I'm, I'm amazed at how much Roku, if you're willing to watch some commercials, they've got like so many things. Yeah. So no, I, can, I get really yeah. annoyed when we were watching, uh, the middle on Amazon prime and in the middle of watching the middle, it no longer is part of just prime video i gotta like pay for the seasons i'm like just and then uh 
And then there were other things like that, too. Oh, the imitation game. We watched the imitation game about Alan Turing, and we were like three quarters of the way through the movie, and it took us a week to get that far because our kids were all up. And we wanted to watch the end, and it was no longer on Amazon Prime. But it was on Roku. We just oh, had to that watch, is like, annoying. We had to watch like one set of commercials with no biggie at all. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of what Roku's doing. And then, oh, so then I turn on Roku. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, my TV's got a Roku built in. I turn on the TV. I go to live TV, and I get this message saying, because it was like it was New Year's Day, and I get this message saying, starting in 2021, Roku is going to put free channels with your like live TV. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm sure these will be terrible. They had They had all kinds of cool stuff. They had a This Old House channel. Guys, they had a Bob Ross channel. You just watch Bob Ross all day. Just paint all Roku. day. Yeah, yeah. F- fun little treat. Just sitting was... there in your MRI machine watching Bob Ross paint all day. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pitching get a Roku. You know? nice. then, I have uh, a Roku. Last... I'm watching uh, Sacramento, the Trailblazers. It is 103 to 98, and there's 24 seconds left in the third quarter. <laughs> it's on the... Roku or it's not? Well, that's what I use to watch AT and T. Oh, okay, because gotcha. I so was doing YouTube cable. TV, but I stopped carrying Fox Sports, and mm. so I I broke down. I I gave my money to Sinclair Media and <laughs> and got AT and T uh, because. All right, so I have, I have one last thing to pitch, and that is if you have Disney Plus, you should check out the rights. Stuff. It's it's a oh, great. Yeah, I've heard that's piece. good. You pitched that last time, didn't you? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot. No, Please. and I I couldn't do the illegal streams thing because I was tired of you know <clears throat> trying not to accidentally click on the ad for Russian hair care products. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little scary, and I I bought a VPN to do it, and then I was like, eh, I'm not that guy. <laughs> so, oh, and the place in North Kent is called the Howlin' Bird, so it is supposedly very popular. Wow, and uh, and what would the Wizard of Za? Now I gotta now I gotta check this out. So, is there a reason Mallory is hooked into the Columbus pizza scene? Uh, I think he just really likes pizza, and uh, he just I don't know. He just likes like the crappy stuff. He knows like all the bars, nice bars, even like the bars I don't even know about living here. But Dang he just it. really bugs the community. Here, well, I'm so. gonna have to come down and visit you, Eli, when when we're all vaccinated. Yeah, for sure. We my, could all my, uh, you know, Tom need Tom as well. My He's wife is the, the healthcare provider. Has that the second uh, Moderna vaccine will kick your butt? Just so you know, second round is is don't make any plans for the next day. Uh, but other than, but after that you're good. So yeah. did your wife already get both Yeah, doses? she's already got both doses, yeah. So she nice. started in, Well, she's a healthcare provider. Uh oh, for yeah. at for at risk patients. So that's why she has gotten it. I have uh I'm hoping to get it sometime in the next month or so and I hope they keep rolling those bad boys out. So if you can get vaccinated and as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. And the Wizard of Zah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Lost your home. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.